What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the NerdWide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, and with my good friend and favorite co-host, Mr. Chris Rivers. Now, Chris, your birthday was this past week. How was it, and how was your couple of days off? Uh, days off were really good. Uh, birthday went really well. Awesome. Um, got some money for some tires. Yeah, always which fun. Which is always helpful. <laughs> and uh, and got, the, got the Adam West Batman series on Blu-ray. Too, oh, so. Have you started watching them yet? Not yet, no. Oh, see, that's going to no, be fun. Because we, way back in the day, we did Batman in review and, and watched the that movie as our first one. Was it Batman 77? Was that 66. it? 66. 66. And yeah. that was some fun times. That was a good yeah. time in uh, comic movies and TV shows. Yeah. So. Yeah, inter- definitely entertaining. Let's see here. Let's get a quick housekeeping real quick. So I, there's a lot of stuff I want to get into this week. Don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting service of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating for podcasting apps, including Spotify. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, make sure you leave us a comment. Let us know how we can improve the show for you. As always, if you want to do more, you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide. There's three different tiers for three different ways of payments there if you want to do that and give us a little extra bucks our way. Chris? You say bucks or butts? But whichever, it's however you yeah, want to. No. We don't have our OnlyFans isn't up yet we're, though, so we're we're not picky. No. <laughs> have you been watching anything else on TV? Have I been watching any? Let's see. Um, I got a couple more episodes of Oak Island in. Um, seems like a show I just can't catch up on because mm. I keep taking breaks from it. And no, outside of that, um, just uh the big one we're going to talk about hmm. i i started space force today because their season two just dropped this past week mm-hmm. so it's been in my little netflix advertisement and i was like i liked the office and i've heard some good things about it so i'm like half with the first episode trying to get into it because i feel like with all these weird pilots you have to get the feel of the show in first and yeah. i like what they're doing with it so but it's, it's gonna once they get into it, i think i'm going to really enjoy it so we'll see how it goes yeah. this week See, I've watched uh, a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've been catching up on that podcast this week as well. It's just just fun times, the usual uh-huh. stuff, Bachelor. Right. Uh, watched a little bit of the NBA All-Stars last night, the dunk contest, which was not good. But apparently in the past couple of years it hasn't been good. So You probably have more enjoyment out of a dunk contest just rewatching the old ones like where Jordan and Dominique Wilkins went back and forth. And- yeah. Well, that's what even the commentators saying this. This is not a good one. That's the, I give this one like a C. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> the commentators no, the com- talking about it. <laughs> yeah, when the commentators saying that, you know, it's just yeah, it's so. This is our last week without Superman and Lois for now, but we're gonna start going back to just one show. I think we're gonna start doubling up. We talked about it before the show on movies coming up soon. And so I have a little more content to talk about. So this is just going to be Superman and Lois. But let's be honest, we both could probably talk an hour and a half just on the episode of Superman yeah. and Lois. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen because in the past, when we've planned to double up on movies, something happens. Mm-hmm. Right? Something always happens and we don't, we have to miss the episode or, you know, we... For whatever reason, one or both of us can't can't view one of the movies that week, right? Or whatever, so we end up only doing one movie anyway. <laughs> so it's... We'll see. We'll see if we can break that curse. Yeah. Well, I mean, now it's um, with my oldest daughter not having basketball anymore during the weekend. My weekends are like a because you know, we go to everyone else's games anyways, and so my Saturday's gonna be free now. I don't know what I'm gonna do with all the free time at this point. So yeah, so we'll see. But let's get into this one. Peacemaker episode eight, the finale. It's cow or never. This one was so much fun. Uh, I talked about before the episode of I'm a huge sucker when the the shows use their intro music in like a fight scene or anywhere into the show. And they did it with the most gruesome stuff. We saw the the Peacemaker shield which was used so well. Like, I mean, he shot a Desert Eagle bullet off of it and impaled a dude in his neck. Yeah. I was like, yes, just more of this, yes. Um, and then the biggest thing at the end, 
Well, let's talk about the episode first, and then we'll talk about the big drop at the end of the happen. But we see the cow. We had the big moral decision. I'm trying to see if I can find some of the quotes from the golf. The golf butterfly is the only thing I can call cow's it. Cow's disgusting, by the way. Yeah, that was it. Was so gross. Every time they showed it being milked, I was like, please stop, please, please, please stop. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to see if I could find the the dilemma between the butterflies like the whole butterfly thing was we came here to help save your planet and we're trying to run it in the background to make sure because our planet was destroyed because our resources and climate change destroyed our planet and we came here this is our home and we don't want to the same thing to happen that's why we're doing what we're doing and that's how judo master got on to the butterflies because he bought into that i thought peacemaker was about to I, i was really excited but then he said um activate the human torpedo and shot uh, ads through the cow. It was so uh-huh. gross. It was yeah. like the sounds and everything were gross. The squishiness oh, of it. Oh, then she just gets poured out the bottom. <laughs> but we, so Peacemaker, uh, I'm going to put it in the news. I'm going to say it a little bit here. So Peacemaker is signed on for a season two, confirmed by James Gunn and John Cena on yeah. Twitter. We are getting yeah. a season two a bit. One of the big implications is going to be Peacemaker is seeing his dad dead, and he's yeah. having all the flashbacks from that. We see Adeboya and Adebayo. I'm always going to butcher that name. And uh, Peacemaker have their heart to heart. And what was it? He said that after was, Eagly. Yeah, after Eagly. And oh, such a that was beautiful. Uh, he said, "You're my BFF." Yeah. After Eagly, not Vigilante. But, like, he, he was hurt because of the whole uh, diary thing. He said, I wasn't yeah. hurt that uh, – there was something he said about it. Because I wasn't hurt that you did it because I, I thought we were friends or something like that. But the, the episode started off with um, five minutes of fart sounds. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is a little drawn out. I understand what we're going for here. Maybe bring it back down to two or three minutes. But other than that, it – I really enjoyed this episode. Vigilante had some good things. Harcourt gets shot, and I thought she was. I thought they were gonna kill her off too, because I was like, you know, we're gonna kill someone off in this squad, but it was just gonna be Mern though. So I was yeah. really expected her to get killed. Yeah, and she got very close. And I, what? So the Economist, he comes in to try and help, <laughs> and falls, and apparently breaks his leg. It snaps when he falls. his leg. And they very gruesome on that one too. Showed it all, and I was like, "All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah." It's just, dude, don't don't try and do anything athletic, right? He took he, one step and just snapped and it. There he went. I yeah. mean, he. We need like we had a lot of good moments for each character. I feel like in this whole episode, like his moment talking about his dye beard, and he uh-huh. says, "Maybe you know, I just start noticing. I got so busy with work and everything." He goes, "And no one ever noticed me." And then Peacemaker notices. And yeah. it's a callback to the first episode. It's oh, that's so yeah, good. They send him in to plant Peacemaker's sonic boom helmet right. in the barn, and uh, he he gets stopped. What's the detective's name? Uh, I have um, no idea. He 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 gets stopped by by the the guy detective, right? And who's in Riverdale? He's he's supposed to act like he's. A butterfly. Mm-hmm. So they tell him, don't show any emotion, yeah, just kind of walk in there. And so he, he asked him something about <laughs> why did the human that you inhabit dye his beard that way? And so that's when he goes into a whole explanation behind dyeing the beard. And I thought it was really, really well done because you figured at some point they were going to address it because mm-hmm. he'd never accepted well, I kind of forgot all about it. Besides the episodes where he just kept calling him Die Beard. Yeah. And, oh. But uh, that was really, really well done. All right, I can't wait to see him again. And like that was the thing too. At the end of the episode, like they all show where they're at now, and uh-huh. he's back working at uh, Bell Reeve, and he's setting up his desk, and he pulls a picture out of all of them together in the back of the van. And I was like, oh, how all of these characters have grown is beautiful and amazing. Yeah. And I just I really can't wait for season two, and that's just not something. I mean, we went into this and we're like, oh, okay, you know, Peacemaker, not really my first choice of a, a character for a spinoff show, 
And I mean, I love it. I, I absolutely want more of it. Well, we we also we don't know what they're going to do going forward with Waller, mm-hmm. right? We see her again. again She's watching. Didn't the expect news to see her again when when Autobio, um gives a press conference and <laughs> says, "Here's everything that's been going on." Right. And my mother's responsible, right? Right. And just completely exposes the whole situation. And you see Waller sitting on her sofa, and she's like, what the? <laughs> Talk about Task Force X. And, right. Oh, man. It's, there was a lot of implications for the DCEU in this episode. and mm-hmm. I mean, for the show, period. Like, And that's – they kind of loosely stayed with the DCEU, but the biggest part at the end where the Justice League appears – and yeah. confirmed this is in the DC our DCEU. Well, we don't know that yet until Flashpoint. But it was so let's just go ahead and talk about the so they called we see Adebayo talking on the phone. We're assuming to her mother. We never see Amanda Waller on the other end of the phone. But she's like, Can't you just call like the Justice League or something like that? And she goes, I don't have that. She goes, I can't do that or something. And that was it. I was like, That's smart because that's like in our T V shows we want to where are the Avengers at? Well, they did that in this. They're like, you know, like she's like, I don't have that kind of jurisdiction. Yeah. I it's like I just have a phone number to them. Yeah. Well, e- even Superman and Lois, we've said, why doesn't he call Kara? Right. And, and it's never you know. really addressed. And no, hell, we don't even know if she's in the universe anymore. Not Superman and Lois, but whatever. Um, and then, so when they were walking out, and he's uh, Peacemaker's got Harcourt in his arms, and they're doing that kind of slow mo walk. And you see the silhouettes. I said, okay, so we're just going to do the silhouettes. We're not going to get anybody. And then they walk past. And I was like, oh, that's like, oh, I guess that looks like Momoa. They got a good stand-in for him. And then it's actually Momoa and uh, and Ezra Miller in there. I was like, oh, my God. And they addressed the whole um, fish relations with Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And Barry's like, yeah, but you do. And he said, F you, Barry. I was like, oh, my God. No, they did not. And that was just it was absolutely perfect. And I had no idea that was going to happen and wouldn't even yeah. put that on my radar. Yeah, and, and if you haven't seen it yet, and if you haven't heard about it yet, they had stand-ins for Wonder Woman and for mm-hmm. Superman, but not Godot and Cavill. Yeah. They they weren't there. Um, interestingly enough, apparently from something I saw earlier, I don't know if you've seen this, um, I saw it like, half an hour before we started recording. They had stand-ins in the scene for Batman and Cyborg. Really? They wiped them. Why? I wonder why. And I, James Gunn was asked, and he, he was asked specifically about the Justice League and why, you know, Batman and Cyborg weren't there. Mm-hmm. But he was also, you know, I guess asked about Cavill and Godot not being seen. And uh, he basically alluded to, you know, it really wasn't his his call. I can see that. Especially with all the cyborg com- stuff going on. There's there's things coming up. He said mm. it may relate to the future. So mm. I, I'm guessing with Godot it was a scheduling thing. Yeah. Henry Cavill could have been – I have to imagine that – He's in a lot right now. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. I want to imagine if he was asked – by James Gunn, he would have done everything too. Because James Gunn's one of those directors you don't want to disappoint. Like you want right. to be on the good sides. And he's probably yeah. really fun to work with. I mean, look at everyone he's and everyone who swings for him and you know, believes in him 100%. And I'm just like, that would have been really cool. But I feel like with Flashpoint coming up, we're about to get a DCEU reset. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the because everyone is starting to say that Michael Keaton's going to be the DCEU Batman. And they're going to reset it and have a whole new Batman uh, maybe after the whole Matt Reeves uh, film comes out in a couple weeks. Right. But I don't – we'll see what happens with it. I mean, there's a whole lot of talks. Again, we've talked about it numerous times on the show. Warner Brothers does not have it under control with their DC products. So Yeah. The other thing, too, show. that I saw was that um, Ezra Miller is apparently – he was on the set, I think, of Guardians. Mm. And that's where they had to film his his bit for this show. So no, Marvel Oh, I think I saw something about this. Marvel helped Gunn yeah. with this project. Oh, is that 
I'm trying to think because I, I, I where did I read that at? I think it was on comicbook.com. Yeah, that's what, exactly where it was because like they Marvel allowed Gunn to do all that and use their resources. And I'm just like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. With James Gunn, everybody loves this guy. And he yeah. must be really good to work with. We obviously know he brings in the money. And we're going to talk about yeah. that here in a little bit on some of my news stories. But the fact that Marvel said, sure, if you want to do that on our set, by all means. Do you need a camera or two? We can do that happen too. So that's just funny to me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you know, Mern, the character, the guy that plays Mern is in Suicide, uh, Justice, uh, Guards of the Galaxy 3. He's got a yeah. big role, and he said he's uh, it's almost opposite of his character in Peacemaker. <laughs> so I'm like, mm. so we're gonna have like a jokey, go funny guy, then I imagine. But yeah, probably. So, but Peacemaker uh, season one, Chris, what's your overall view? If you had to rate it and review it on our scale, what would you put it for? Oh God, um, are we doing letter grade stars? Oh, let's let's do our letterbox stars. Letterbox stars, I would go. I'd probably be at a four and a half. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what my score is. I just That's... it's just per- it's almost perfect, but it was great. Like I mean, the whole yeah. the whole series, just never there was never a bad episode. I feel like, and I just about a character I could care less about, and made it so yeah. much fun to watch. Yeah, a character that hell a year ago. I don't think anyone would have been saying, yeah, man, I can't wait to see if they do something with this character. And now everybody loves him. Yep. And he's going to be an international sensation, I bet, with everybody because he's just, he's so much fun. Yeah. A lot of redemption arcs for him. So that is Peacemaker, the season, Dunzo with. We will return next week with our TV shows with Superman and Lois, episode six, I think. I am curious to see how far the visions go with his dad. Mm, Cause it's, he had, I like guess at the very end of the episode, we see the golf butterfly and we see Eagly and then him, his dad sitting on the, on his porch. And I don't, cause I mean, he's obviously, he's got trauma. He's got some head messed up psychological stuff going on there, especially I still seeing his dad. I thought he was about to kill somebody in this episode. When he shot his dad again, or shot at his image of his dad, mm-hmm. I was about to say, "Oh no, someone's about to get shot," but yeah. they didn't go that route. Which I'm glad they didn't go that route. But we'll see. I mean, it's. And I'm very curious too because we have another show, another Suicide Squad spinoff with James Gunn. So I'm mm-hmm. very curious to see. I am sure they're going to link up the Peacemaker and whatever character they haven't announced yet link up. But yeah, oh, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I I'm all in on James Gunn at this point. I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be anyways. Notable news this week. Number one, Owen Wilson confirms return for Loki Season 2. Says filming will resume soon. I'm going to the rap.com by Andy Ortez by this one. He might not know who Loki is anymore, but TVA agent Mobius will be back for Season 2 of the Marvel Disney Plus series. Owen Wilson has officially confirmed he'll be back for the next round of shenanigans and Loki. Wilson's affirmed his reprisal during Wired's autocomplete interview in which subject answer, subjects answered the most Googled questions about themselves. Among Wilson's question was, is Owen Wilson coming back to Loki? He was hesitant to respond, but eventually did give the affirmative and noted that he'll be heading back to Disney lot imminently. Quote, yes, he is coming back to Loki. And I think we're going to start filming that pretty soon. I had a great time working on Loki, and I really enjoyed Tom Hiddleston and all the people on that. There you go. Yeah, well, I don't know if he was supposed to say that, but they are filming soon. So, I mean, and we've got Multiverse of Madness, which Loki is in. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with him revealing that he's back. Mm-mm. He didn't say for how long. Right. You know, he or could how be, much, and yeah. if he's a big part of it. But uh, next couple of little news items here are just tweets. How I Met Your Father has been renewed for a season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next little bit. So Paramount Plus had a little uh, tweet storm, if you will, on Thursday. Just announcing mm-hmm. a bunch of things. Not really article worthy, but I'm going to read them all here. Uh, Halo TV series has already been renewed for a second season ahead of its first episode even being released. So, I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> awesome. We'll see how the first season is before I get really so- excited about this. I've seen a couple of people react uh, to, I guess they dropped their first trailer. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they weren't too thrilled with it. I think it looks great. A lot of people are like, eh. You know, it's... I, I think having humans as the uh, antagonist mm -hmm. is a problem well, it's, for a lot of people. There's a human with the Covenant, because we see a lot yeah. of Covenant in that trailer, but there is a human traitor that's working with them to take over the Earth and everything, or the Halo, and I'm very... The Cortana, a lot of people have been talking about her, and she doesn't really look Cortana-ish. They made her more AI and not more... Um, digital AI, if that makes any sense. I, like, she looks like an actual person, um, which I I, mean, I, don't, I don't care. Like, a lot of the things that's been going on this weekend about the show is they revealed in an IGN interview that we're going to be able to see Master Chief's face quite a bit. I'm like, that's the only thing I don't like because we never see his face. We, we still don't even know what he looks like. And so I don't know why in the TV show, I guess to make to, to do human emotion more, but I say to that, look at the Mandalorian and what it's done, yeah. and how well. Um, oh Lord, I'm blanking on his name. Pedro Pascal has done about showing emotion, and you hardly ever see his face after like an episode or two. So, yeah. but we'll see what it comes out. I'm staying optimistic. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I want to, but I really do not need another streaming service on my bill. So, because I have everything else but Paramount at this point. So we'll see. But, you know, being a big, big brother fan, if you get Paramount Plus, you get all the live feeds. So, oh. we'll see. Uh, next tweet they did. Knuckles will be getting his own series after Sonic 2 on Paramount Plus, releasing in 2023. And Idris Elba will reprise his role for it. Um, I said at the beginning of the show when we were talking about Peacemaker earlier, Peacemaker will be back for a season two. John Cena and James Gunn have both confirmed that on Twitter on Thursday. And this next one here, The Last of Us TV show, not to be expected until 2023. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this one. I'm going to Polygon.com by Toussaint Egan for this one. Fans of The Last of Us Naughty Dog's 2013 post-apocalyptic action-adventure game will have to wait a bit longer than anticipated for the live-action TV series premiere. Although the series was originally announced to appear in 2022, HBO and HBO Max Chief Content Officer Casey Bloys offered an update in her interview with Deadline stating that the much-anticipated adaptation starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey was still in production. Quote, it's not going to air in 2022, he told Deadline. They are still shooting in Canada, and I imagine you will be seeing it in 2023. <sighs> I mean, I feel like this is the show that's going to be talked about forever. We're just never going to see it again. So we'll never see it. I mean, yeah. we've been talking about it for what, two years now. Yeah. Um, sounds like we'll be talking about another year. Until it comes out, well, they are filming, so and and as long as they get it done right, which I, I think Pedro Pascal says they're doing the show, they're doing the video game justice. So, and I believe him. I love Pedro Pascal. I don't think he could do any wrong at this point. Number seven and last for our news here: Peacemaker finale had the biggest single day performance of any Max original show. I'm going to uh, Twitter.com by James Gunn. As direct quotes here. F yeah, Peacemaker finale had the biggest single day performance for a Max original series ever, and the finale viewing was up 44% over the premiere, thanks to all the fans who kept showing up more and more and uh, more and more every week this season. 44% over the premiere. I watched it on Thursday alone. That's nuts. <laughs> I wish, like, again, we talk about it all the time. I wish we could get metrics for these shows for streaming services. Yeah, uh, because I would like to know that. But of course, you know, uh, Warner Brothers and HBO are telling James Gunn all the stats. They say, "Hey, you're up 44 percent. It's the most our most watched thing ever." Yeah, and normally that goes in the opposite direction. Normally, you get a big premiere number, mm -hmm. a chunk of those people go, "Eh, it's not really for me," and the number ends up smaller than that. Right for the finale, and in this case, they reversed it. <laughs> Complete opposite. <laughs> Releases this week, February 21st to February 27th. Friday, February 25th, Vikings Valhalla drops on Netflix, and I cannot wait for it. Um, this is, I think it's like 60 or 70 years after Vikings from the History Channel, and I am all in. Also this week, Superman and Lois is finally back after a three- or four-week hiatus, and I just, I can't wait. We left it at such a good point in Superman and Lois. This one's going to be so much more fun to get back into. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. On to movies. Now, have you watched anything else this week? I have... No, not movie-wise, no. Yeah. What about you, anything? Yeah. No, no, I've... It's It's been a kind of a weird week. I mean, I had some days off, and that was fun, but it's been... It's been kind of weird, so I just had time for this one movie. Yeah. Um, and that one movie was Sweet Girl, Netflix. Uh, Jason Momoa starring mm-hmm. in this. Uh, the basic story is he has a family, a wife and a daughter. And uh, the wife develops cancer and ends up dying, even though their doctor comes to them and says, hey, you know, there's this new generic form of the drug that will save her. It's going to be a lot cheaper. And so prospects are good. Well, then the company that makes the name brand pays the company making the generic to withhold it from the marketplace indefinitely. And um, it ends up costing her her life. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry. Tyler's. I was putting playing the, the score in letterbox and drum film. He's playing the drums <laughs> over there. Uh, so Tyler is uh, is adding a, a backbeat to the whole thing. Um, no, it's the the rest of the movie after that is um, is him going after revenge mm-hmm. uh, because a reporter ends up contacting him saying, "Hey, I can." blow this whole thing wide open he meets him on a subway and the reporter is stabbed to death Mm -hmm. there in the subway and so after that he's trying to expose the whole thing um there is toward the end there is a little bit of a twist uh there's a huge twist (laughs) like i was blown away by uh, but, yeah, uh, we, we could talk about it. It's 2021, and if you're watching this and listening to this, you know we're, we, we're going to talk about this movie. So, yeah. Okay, you, you want to expose yeah, the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's, it's been a year. So, basically what happens is we follow... In that stabbing on the subway, he fights the guy that stabbed... Momoa fights the guy that stabbed the journalist, and he ends up getting stabbed himself and kicked through window of the train which looked like it really hurt i don't think that could happen either you know those windows are probably really reinforced i think shattered yeah. like it was made out of plexiglass i don't know but jason momoa <laughs> that's true uh, he's a big, big dude, dude. <laughs> uh so we see him continue on attempting mm-hmm. to expose this and then we find out that in fact um and it's it's a callback to a scene that the movie opens with standing on the roof of a stadium mm-hmm. when Momoa jumps. No, 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 not just any stadium, Chris. That's PNC Park, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. <laughs> I was really yeah, excited. Okay. I said, I said, it was like Pittsburgh. I said, is that PNC Park? And like they did a little, whole little suite and it said home of the Pirates on the, the Jumbotron. I said, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, <laughs> so in, in the movie, Momoa's character's name is Ray Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. And then his daughter's name is Rachel. But as um, as we see, now it's it's actually before that when we get the reveal, mm-hmm. um, that it's been Rachel the whole time doing this. That when he stabbed and kicked through the window of the subway car, he dies. Mm-hmm. But he's with her, so to speak. Right. She keeps kind of. Feeling his presence. So all the things we've seen him do has actually been her. Mm-hmm. And she's she's tough. I mean, it's 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 nuts. Um, but she ends up she ends up getting out of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if we'll get a part two. Um, that is what I googled. So we got this covered, which take this with a grain of salt. Never heard of this website. Um, let's see, how blah blah. Here we go. 
they're a bunch of fluff for this one. We're now hearing from sources, the same ones who told us Enola Holmes 2 was in the works long before it was officially confirmed, that Jason Momoa's hit Sweet Girl could be the next line for a multi-film treatment. Critically, the action thriller is widely panned and holds a Rotten Tomato score of 19%. I don't know how that's widely. Yeah. Um, but it held on to the top spot, the most watched list for a full week. So, so they're saying that it's going to be. We'll see. Um, this has this has some really good kills in it. Oh, the fight scenes are really well choreographed. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, to me, the the pacing was amazing. I had to get up at one point and get a drink, so mm. I paused it, and I figured I was about 45 minutes in, and I I was at the scene where they've they've left the diner and they steal the tow truck. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the time remaining when I got back and it was only like 35 minutes remaining. Yeah. So it, it picks so, up right there at the end. Yeah. It, it was all, I thought I was 45 minutes in and I was like an hour and 15 in. Yeah. So the pacing is really good. Um, this film, I gave it, I was going to give it immediately after watching it. I was going to give it a four. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of came down a little bit off that after having slept on it, but I'm in a three and a half, which okay. is solid. Like it's like a seven out of 10. Um, I think that, well, look, go ahead and what do you, uh, what are you thinking about? It? I, I enjoyed it to me. There were some slow parts for me, but like there was a lot of the talking scenes with him and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so a lot of the talking scenes were slow to me, but after that twist, when she's on top of PNC park and like, she said, you know, remember who you are. She goes, I've been talking to you the whole time. Is what she said. I was like, you've been talking to the daughter. I said, Oh no, that's the daughter. And then like, it like does a little, the camera pan over and it's her. And I said, I said, Oh, did, 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 did he run off somewhere? And then, then I got to thinking, I was like, no. I said, he's dead. I was like, I said, well, when did he die then? I said, which fight did he die in? I didn't realize it was the subway thing. But that got me thinking about the whole movie. And each time, like they hinted on some of the things. But it, you could tell, they gave us hints that it's her. It's not really him throughout this whole movie. And like the one for me with the bells when they went to the motel. When he sets up the bell contraption. She uh-huh. when they went first into the motel, she messed with the bells in the lobby, and I was like, okay, that's a weird little point out. And then it comes back into the movie later. I was like, okay, that's maybe where he got the idea from. No, it was her. And then there was one other point um, that is clearly her. Oh, the the scene where the hitman kill, kills the guy, uh, kills Shaw in the tunnel. He said, um, he said, what are you gonna do when you're uh, motherless, fatherless, and just a uh, just a little uh, just a little girl or something like that. I forget the direct quote, but he it was a he was talking about her. He said, "You know, you're motherless and fatherless," and I didn't realize because he was acting like it was past tense or it was going to be past tense, like it hadn't happened yet, but it was actual real life already. And mm-hmm. I just I thought I, I love that kind of writing, like the twist. I did not expect there being one in this movie at all. I just thought it was like it'd be your classic little action film, and that was going to be it. So the the first thing for me that I was like, at, at the time, not knowing there was going to be a twist, I was like, all right, that's a little bit of a plot hole, right? Was he goes to the fundraiser, mm-hmm. and, and, and we see Ray, and to disguise himself, he walks over to this rack of suits for the, like, the waiters and stuff right. and finds one, like... They just randomly have one that'll fit someone yeah. the size of Jason Momoa. Well, they they were even alluding to that though in that uh, scene, of yeah. her just being her. Like, I, like it's things yeah. that don't make me think about until yeah. after the twist. That's that's how she found one that would fit because mm-hmm. it was actually her. Um, and then even the fact that he's Ray and she's Rachel, mm-hmm. the names are so similar. Um, yeah, this this film. <laughs> they they. This they was, that is so good with it. The the diner scene. Um, where see, that was that was another point we, that they called back to it. Like yeah, it was we, her. See, we see him talking to um we see Ray talking to the, the hitman, mm-hmm. the contract killer. 
But the story that he tells him is of how when he was young Mm -hmm. and men came into his village. So then you realize it's her he was talking Mm -hmm. to, and it all makes perfect sense why why he would tell that story. Because when they were leaving the diner the first scene, he said, um, Rachel, I'll see you later. And like at first you're like, oh, okay, he's threatening his daughter now. But no, he was just, just talking to her. And like this is just that was crazy to me. And that was like and one of the big plot holes. Not really a plot hole, but just kind of like they glazed over it. There was a lot of time jumps in this yeah. uh, movie. But like after the stabbing, like we never see him in the hospital or anything. We just right. immediately go, what was it? I think it was two years later, 24 months. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, we're just doing a little time jump and he's healed and everything. But no, she's in a different apartment living by herself. And oh, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Yep. Yeah, I, I really liked it. And I think, uh, I don't know, like when I pulled it up on Letterboxd, people were at 2.3, I think is the uh, average. And I'm thinking, what are these people watching? Right. I'm not watching the same film. I, I no. gave it a three, which is just right on average, you know. I mean, it's just yeah. a good action flick. And let's yeah. see, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, 2.3 is what it's still at. What the common number is, two. So, what 3.2 thousand just... people voting? Yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, the twist is what got me. And just, yeah. I, I, like I said it earlier, but I love when the shows or in these movies, it's so well written where, where we're talking about it and we're like, oh, yeah, the diner scene. He's talking about like, being a little kid. Well, he's talking about her because she's still a little kid. And we, like, mm-hmm. he, and you don't realize it when you're watching it the first time until like right. you think about it. I mean, the whole uh, fundraiser scene, because we see mm-hmm. Ray look at a little girl handing him the girl, the drinks. And if mm-hmm. you notice, like the, if you go back and watch it, there's no male uh, bartenders or anything. It's all women. And that's mm-hmm. how like she was able to spill the drink, and no one even noticed who spilled the mm-hmm. drink and things. I was, just, I was just so cool. It was just so well done. I love stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's... Um... It's if the twist had not happened, if it had just been a straightforward thing, I'm probably I'm probably at a two and a half or a three. Yeah, because that made the movie. Mm-hmm. It really did. Because I was like, oh, here's oh. another little action movie as we're watching here. So yeah, yeah, cool. Well, next week, I'm I'm looking forward to this one too. Uh, next week we will be reviewing The Power of the Dog. I don't think starring... we've reviewed a Western yet. Uh, no, I don't think we have. Mm-hmm. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Some of you folks may have heard of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Kirsten Dunst. Um, and then in two weeks, at least one film that we'll be reviewing is Murder Mystery, mm-hmm. which is a couple of years old, but yeah. I haven't seen it. It's. So. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to watch that one again. Well, it's got Jennifer Aniston in it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll like it. Good little Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> uh, notable news. The next installment of Quiet Place is coming next year and will be directed by Michael Sarnoski. A Quiet Place Part 3 is coming in 2025. We're going to have to watch the second so. one for our October review as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, we could probably watch that anytime, really. Part two. Yeah. Yeah, really, because it's not necessarily. I mean, it's a horror movie, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tyler Posey is returning as Scott McCall to star in Teen Wolf the movie at Paramount Plus. The movie will set up a new series called Wolf Pack. Did you get ever? In, did you ever get into Teen Wolf? Either the original or this most recent one on MTV? Uh, the original movies, yeah. I watched those growing up. So the the series is one of my favorite TV series of all time. Yeah. Um, I watched it going through high school until it up and ended. And this is really exciting news for me. I'm really pumped up because Tyler Hecklin and Ian Bowen um, are both alumni from Teen Wolf. They haven't been um, – either one of them have not been – set to return for this movie and or series uh-huh. but there's talks i mean he's obviously filming um superman right now so right I mean, he's a he's a major character in the show so we'll yeah i may give that a watch 
Uh, it's fun. Like it's it's one of those. It's definitely a teen, uh, older teen focused show. But the visual effects and storylines are so good, and like they, it's one of those shows they rotate cast members a whole lot to keep it fresh, mm-hmm. and a lot, a lot of fun. You'll you'll notice a lot of people from a lot of things we watch in this in that show. Did uh, Did you ever watch the original Teen mm-hmm. Wolf? With it's, it's been, J. Fox? Yeah, I want to now because of all of this, just to, to compare it. So it's probably going to be quite different. Yeah, <laughs> I know the effects are probably not that good. <laughs> Right. Um, finally, dead from Deadline and Justin Kroll. Uh, John Cena to star in Looney Tunes' live-action animated hybrid pick, Coyote vs. Acme. Um, says, following the success of its recent Peacemaker series that included a season two renewal, Warner Brothers and John Cena are staying in business together. Cena set to star in the WB's Looney Tunes animated hybrid pick, Coyote vs. Acme. Dave Green will direct with a screenplay from Sammy Birch based on the Looney Tunes characters in the New Yorker article Coyote vs. Acme by Ian Frazier. Um, the film follows Wally Coyote, who after Acme products fail him one too many times in his dogged pursuit of the Roadrunner, decides to hire a billboard lawyer to sue the Acme Corporation. The case pits Wally and his lawyer against the latter's intimidating former boss, Cena, but a growing friendship between man and cartoon stokes their determination to win. James Gunn's producing this. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets... He's busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's had a big week. All, but yeah. uh, John Cena and James Gunn have had a big week. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um. No new releases this week. It's starting to hit that little bit of an early year slump. It's yeah. going to pick up though in uh, March and April. <laughs> yeah. March, we have the Batman. Oh, we've got, let's see, we've got the, that, we've got the the Netflix show, uh, the add-on project we want to watch. Um, uh-huh. Let's see, in April, we've got Morbius, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The Northman I want to watch really bad, Fantastic Beasts hope- 3. We hope we've got Morbius. Yeah, I don't. I, there's no way they're they're delaying that again. There's no way. I put I put money on that one. You say uh, that? I know. It's already been delayed like six or seven times now. <laughs> Video games, Chris. Did you get to play any good games this week while you were off? Um, I did dip back into Valhalla and Spider Man a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, still enjoying them. Enjoying them. Yeah, yeah. I'm still on the Owl of Sky in Valhalla. Yeah. So. Still, still messing with Cassandra. No, actually, I'm. You have to find some shards, mm. um, gold shards for something, and I'm, I won't get into it for those that haven't done that yet. But um, I've collected two of them so far, so now I'm looking for number three. I need to play that before March 10th, before the new DLC drops. For that, Lord, what a what a year um i have been surprisingly i know everyone sees the statue over my shoulder here and my box over here but surprisingly i have been playing cyberpunk 2077 all week ever since tuesday so tuesday they on monday they said hey we've got a announcement and a live stream we're doing a cd project rated about cyberpunk uh, everyone said it's obviously going to be about the shadow drop for the new next-gen stuff because things are starting to be seen in the PlayStation and Xbox stores. And sure enough, they did shadow drop it along with a whole list of patch notes that everybody's been wanting and quality of life improvements that should have been, honestly, uh, at the game at the start. So I delved back in, started a whole new character. I'm in love with it. Like This is the game I wish we would have gotten when it released and I feel like this is the game that was supposed to be what we got when it released and like I haven't had any bugs everything looks absolutely beautiful and it's so much fun to play and that hurts because of the other game that came out on Friday Horizon Forbidden West like the statue here I've got here for my collector's edition that game is so much fun and it's the sequel that I've wanted I I am seven hours in so far I've still barely scratched the surface on it and yeah. even after this podcast, I'm going to go back upstairs and play it. But it is so much fun. It's so beautiful. And I, I can't wait to beat it. Because, I mean, 
the first one is my favorite game of all time. And this one, story-wise, is starting to already pick up and be that way. Like, we're getting introduced to new characters, and some of the characters from the old game is in this one as well. But what I love that Gorilla has done with this game is that each side character, each little quest you can side quest you can do, each character is fleshed out. Like, it's not just like a general-looking NPC. Everyone has their own... And there's quests upon quests upon quests in each city and town you go into. And it's beautiful. Oh, it's so much fun. I, I really can't wait. I've barely gotten into this game. And, like, I'm in the open world part of it, but I'm maybe 10% in. And like, I'm still just doing a bunch of different things. But I, I can't wait. And that's going to suck because Destiny 2, Witch Queen expansion drops on Tuesday. And I, it, it's hard to, to balance my time between those two games. So... We'll I see. just, I'm, I, I think CD Projekt Red, I, I think it's, it's unfortunate for them. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of their own doing to some, to some degree. Um, not just the, it, it's not the developer's they, fault. It's the higher ups who, yeah. like the CEOs and stuff, that said, no, 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 we're getting this game out now. I don't care what state it's in. Yeah. And yeah. horrible. But now they they've missed the boat because mm -hmm. you had everybody, everybody had that window of time set aside to play that game. Mm -hmm. And now it's what a year and four months or so later. Yeah. And other stuff's coming out. And mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I think horizon forbidden West being one of them and yeah. Sifu, Elden Ring. Sifu looks really good. Mm -hmm. um, but Everybody that was burned by it when it launched, like I really don't have a desire. Even hearing you talk about yeah. how good it is, I don't have a desire to really jump back in. I think once you, I think once you sit in and start doing it again, I think you will. Because even on the Series S, everyone is saying it is so much better. And like I'm even saying from the beginning missions on, like I'm just, it's a noticeable difference, like a very noticeable yeah. difference to me. And I'm like. Where, because I, I remember the bugs from playing it that I had. And a lot of people say, oh, I don't have any bugs on my Series X or PC. And I'm like, well, you know, the majority of everybody else is. But it, it's, it's, it looks so much better. And I know they put ray tracing and things in there. It just looks great. And I'm invested in it. But it's the same thing with Dying Light 2. It's on the, it's on the back burner until Horizon Forbidden West is done. And I'm taking a slump of Destiny. So... Yeah, but we'll see if I can remember anything by then and have to restart again or whatever else. <laughs> um, only one big news story here from the video game side of things. Going to Deadline.com, Netflix is planning to make a film based on the world of Bioshock. This is by Matt Grober. Netflix is partnering with video game holding company Take-Two Interactive and its game publisher 2K to produce a film based on the renowned video game franchise Bioshock. Set across multiple dystopian and visionary landscapes gone wrong, the Bioshock video game series has blended sci-fi and horror to pose unique existential and societal questions reshaping how game stories are told, all amidst pulse-pounding action gameplay that rewards sharp shooting, clever planning, and lethal improvisation. Um, the game first, the award-winning franchise first introduced by 2K in 2007 has sold more than 39 million copies worldwide across the original releases of titles including Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite. Have you uh, ever gone into Bioshock games at all? I don't think so. I no, have... I don't think, yeah. I've played all three. I've got the Collector's Edition up on the shelf over here. It's really fun, and if they do this movie right, it's going to be really good. But to me, this should be a TV show. Uh, just like The yeah. Witcher. Don't, don't do a one movie. Like... There is so much you can do with this series. Don't don't do one movie, and uh, we'll see how it turns out. But it, I think it'll do really well as a TV show, with weekly episodes or just a drop like they do for The Witcher. So, yeah. Uh, notable releases this week, of course, Destiny Two: The Witch Queen on everything but the Switch, February twenty second. I am already. Ready. I'm about to put the Xbox back down in here so I can just nonstop play with all my buddies. Uh, Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster for PC on February 23rd. And another big one for all you um, 
Dark Souls fans, Elden Ring comes out on everything but the Switch on February 25th. Now, that's a big one everybody is going to be getting into. Have you um, have you heard, so they announced MLB The Show, right? Mm-hmm. They announced its new drop. They're putting it on the Switch. Yeah, I'm, I don't know why. It doesn't make sense because the Switch is probably good. How many, I don't have a Switch, but you're probably looking at what? 50 to 60 frames per second. I don't know, 30. There, there's no 50 30? to 60. Yeah, there's there's nothing to cap. Let, oh. let me double check, but yeah. So 30, and then because they do with that game, they do have cross-platform play. Can you imagine somebody playing at 30 frames a second mm-hmm. trying to play someone who's on an Xbox or a PS5? Yeah, it's... You're going <laughs> to... I think they should have done a stripped-down version of the game. Maybe just done the Diamond Dynasty portion of the game yeah. or just the franchise portion and said, here, we're going to... So it looks like docked is 60 frames per second, but in portable mode is 30. Yeah. So So it's <laughs> it's not... It's, you know. I don't understand. Well, that's something else, too. So the Ezio Collection came out on the Switch last week, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hmm. Do I want to play that for the third time in my life? The answer is probably right. yes. I mean, I mean, I've got the tattoo of the Assassin's Creed logo, and I'm just like, I mean, I'll probably wait till it's heavily discounted. But I'm like, ah, to play Assassin's Creed on the go, it's gonna look like it did when it first released for the 360 and PlayStation right. 3. But you know, again, more Assassin's Creed. That's anyways. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know. They we're in desperate need of a new. Nintendo hardware. The OLED is not a big enough jump from what no. it's supposed to be. So because we need a Switch Pro, and I will jump on that day one because everything. They need something it. because yeah. they've got my Switch handy right here. They're starting to fall behind. So, yeah, no, they. But that's Nintendo's mo though. Like, that's yeah. how they always are. They'll have a big they, innovation thing like the Switch, and then after that, years until something new. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, I guess they. Their bread and butter is their software, not their mm-hmm. not yeah. their hardware. Not their hardware. Not like Xbox and PlayStation. But guys, thank you all so much for listening and watching. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Nerdwide Podcast. Don't forget to share all your favorite social media platforms. And also don't forget to rate and review us podcasts on whatever podcasting service you use. Uh, social media, you can follow us at Nerdwide at nerd underscore wide. You can follow me personally at Ty underscore Haynes. And you can follow Chris at MathTN7. If you want to follow us on Facebook, just search in Facebook.com. I mean, not Facebook. You search in NerdWide.com in that search bar, and we'll be the first ones that pop up. But, guys, this has been the NerdWide Podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And we cannot wait to see you next time, and we're going to have some fun. Superman and Lois, baby. Later, guys.